0: the Jamison hey good show. You may realize this ain't Jamison hey good This is Clay Edwards. I'm filling in for Jamison today. He had a a, a a family matter he needed to tend to. And we got Sean yurt Caron, my Wednesday and Friday co-host on the Clay Edwards show, here with me for the next two hours. If you if you don't tune in to the mornings, I'm on every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WYAB. I want to thank Jim he just had a great year-in-review show there on his uh, Blues and Arts Hour. If you listen, were listening to the Clay Edwards Show this morning, Sean and I took a deep dive into the NAACP losing its battle to prevent a state-run court in the city of Jackson for the CCID as part of the HB 1020. Uh, really good conversation there. Uh, if you're interested in you know really peeling that onion back, uh, the podcast is available. Just go search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts, stream music, watch videos, and more. It usually takes it a it auto uploads from the system I use to YouTube. It can take a couple of hours, but it is available now on Apple Pod Apple Podcast, uh, Podbean, S- Spotify, all that good stuff. But you know, usually within a couple of hours, it's it's pushed over to everywhere. All right. Something that we have, uh, that Sean and I, and if you're not familiar with Sean, real quick, Sean is a former 10 year Hines County Assistant District Attorney. He was a prosecutor in Hines County. He's been a part of some of the biggest cases in the last 20 years in this county. Uh, Sean, how long have you been not doing that? Um, I stopped prosecuting in uh, 2017. 2017. Yeah. So you were a part of some, some huge cases. So we always, and Sean's kind of our, our our resident liberal, you know, and I know Jameson don't have a lot of liberals on the show. Uh, not that they don't have an invitation to come, they're just usually scared to come <laughs> conversate with Jameson. <laughs> but uh, we Sean is a, he's, we're trying to get him on the good side of things, but it's it's like moving the Titanic around in a swimming pool, it's taking a few extra turns. But uh, so Sean's a great wealth of knowledge. Uh, I think you guys that aren't familiar will enjoy Sean's opinion on stuff. He, he he skews more maga than he wants to pretend he does. All right, so look, something we've been talking about on my show, and we keep trying to get to it, and we keep trying to get to it, and we keep going down rabbit holes and not getting to it. Like I'm sure we'll do that today. It's predictions for 2024. And I would love to hear you all's predictions out there listening. You're welcome to call in, 601-879-0002. I have a text line as part of my show. If you're a little shy, you don't feel like calling, you're welcome to text the Guns and Gear text line. That phone number is 769-241-1944. And uh, I'm available on all social media platforms, X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. At Save J-X-N. that Save Jackson. at Save J-X-N. Sean, uh, you you had a an interesting prediction on the show the other day.
1: Yeah. Uh, right.
0: I, and I don't want to steal your thunder. So tell people your prediction about Trump.
1: Well, we were talking about, we kind of were running out of time, and we've been discussing about what our predictions for 2024 are. And mine is, a, you know, like Clay said, I prosecuted for over a decade and, um, and tried many, many jury trials over that time. My prediction is that you know the, the Donald Trump trials are going to end in hung juries, or at least most of them are. And the reason I'm saying that, I know everybody thinks, well, you know, one of the Jack Smith uh, January 6 cases in D.C. and we know the documents case is out of South Florida. And the reason I say that is, you know, it's really hard when you um, to get 12 people to agree on anything. You know, just talk to your buddies, like four of y'all decide try to argue about where to go to lunch. Now, you know, you're talking about prosecuting somebody. And in any context, my primary experience has been with uh, homicide cases. And, you know, I know from that experience, when you're trying to get 12 people to agree that somebody committed a murder, you got to have a lot of evidence. You just have to have an overwhelming amount. And you should. That's part of it. That's why the burden is beyond a reasonable doubt. You need that kind of evidence. And, you know, most of the time when you're prosecuting all the the guys that committed murder that I prosecuted, people on the jury had never heard of this guy. You know, it's it's Bob Schmuckatelli, you know, state versus Bob Schmuckatelli. They don't know who he is. You know, Bob is John Doe, John Doe. But Donald Trump is somebody that everybody knows and everybody's got an opinion about. And one of the questions you ask when you pick a jury in this process called Vore Dyer, is, you say, you know, has anybody heard about this case? And a lot of times when you're doing a murder case, like say in Hines County, most people have not heard about the case, but sometimes some people will have heard about it. And then then you ask the people who have heard about the case, have they formed an opinion on that case? Some people will raise their hand, and then what you'll ask them after that is say, like, based upon that opinion that you formed, can you be a fair and impartial juror? Well, that's the question here. I think it's going to be the first part of this. What's hard is to get twelve people that everybody's heard about it. There's not going to be a single person in that jury pool that has not heard about this. I mean, if there's one, the guy's been living under a rock. I don't, you know, I don't know who that person is that's responded to a jury summons. And have you formed an opinion? I'm willing to bet that 99.9% of people have formed an opinion about Donald Trump one way or the other, how they feel about him.
0: I'm very polarizing.
1: It's very, very polarizing, and I, I don't, I can't think of a, a, a public figure that's more polarizing than him. You know, other than Joe Biden, maybe would be the same thing. But I think maybe even Trump to a I, greater extent. I think
0: Obama know. was very polarizing.
1: Obama, yeah, Obama, Obama would be polarizing if you were yeah. in the similarly it, situated,
0: especially towards into the second term. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Um, but at the current time, I'd say yeah. Trump is the
0: current active politician. Yeah, active yeah.
1: politicians. He's pretty, you know. And uh, and so you got to get then you got to get so you find twelve people that have you know heard about the case, but they haven't formed it or they have formed an opinion, and they can say, despite that opinion, they can be fair and impartial. That part's going to be hard. I'm gonna be honest with you, <laughs> that's going to be tough. So let's say you get those twelve people, and you get all those twelve people to agree that he's guilty of something or he's not guilty of something, and. I just think that's a, t- that's a tough task. I, I don't know that anybody's going to be able to do that.
0: No, And, look, as a Trump supporter, I, I think that is the best potential outcome, best realistic outcome. It's a hung jury. It's hung juries. Yeah. I, I don't think not guilty is, in, in, unfortunately, in D.C., I don't think not guilty
1: is an option. Yeah, I think in D.C. you're going to find people that are 100%. I don't care if there's not a shred of evidence. He did it. He's guilty. Yeah, it's he's Trump. Gonna,
0: they made their mind up. He's a criminal. Yeah,
1: he's done. But I think there's going to be somebody, maybe more than one somebody, that's going to be like, hmm, I don't know about that. I'm not willing to vote. You know, he's been – all these cases are against him. It looks like they're ganging up on him. Like, I don't like that. And you'd be surprised. I know everybody's thinking, well, it's majority black in D.C., right? And then so they're all going to automatically – I don't think that's true. And my experience, trying cases, many cases to black jurors,
0: that's not true. Necessarily, yeah. You've brought you've brought this up, and uh, we, we we both have. But uh, you, you brought it up in context of this that. Uh, and look, black folks, if you're out there listening, would love to get y'all's take on this. You you said that, th- that there's this mentality that they keep ganging up on Trump. Yeah, and in the black community, in your experience and frankly mine, uh they kind of pull for the underdog.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you know, I just um there is. I was just reading um a poll yesterday that said Joe Biden only has sixty three percent. Of African American support. Now, it didn't necessarily mean that all that support was going to tr- other support was going to Trump. He only had about twelve percent, which, to be honest with you, is higher than a lot of Republicans have had in the past. And you know, I think there's a lot of people. What in the did bo- Trump
0: get in black votes in the 2020 election? I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't
1: recall. I have to look it up. Um, but I mean, he's there. Is a lot of people in, in the black community that identify with Donald Trump? They always have. They always have. Despite you know, I know there's all this like he's a racist, he's this that. But there, but despite all that, there has been he's had a higher support, as far as I remember, than a, a lot of Republicans like than your Mitt Romney's. There's a lot more black people that have identified with Donald Trump than let's say Mitt Romney, who ran for president in 2012. Like and so he still enjoys. There's there's some people out there. I've got you know, a ton of black friends, black lawyers that I hang out with, and there's some of them secretly are like I like the guy. They ain't gonna yeah. tell anybody else that, but they don't want you know. I mean. So, like, I think there's this misconception that automatically, because the folks are black, they're going to vote guilty
0: on him. I don't think that's true. Well, you know, it's an interesting conversation because at some point you have to wonder, let's just pretend, for the sake of arguing, that Trump is racist. But mm-hmm. his policies directly benefit you, say you're black, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or of dark skin. And, you know, and uh, if you're affected by this racist, but his, but his policies directly benefit you. Do you do you vote on your blackness or on your wallet? You know, and I think a lot of people will vote on their wallet. Uh, you know, now in Jackson, different story, but on a national level, I think a lot of people will vote on, hey, these policies are best for me. I met a guy, and I told you this story, uh, from Yemen the mm-hmm. other day, and he's a business owner here, and I just, just I heard him listening to some foreign language talk radio the other day when I walked in his shop. And just got onto a conversation about politics and everything else. And he was like, I inevitably just asked him, well, what do you think about Trump, Biden, all this stuff? And he goes, you know, uh, I voted for Trump in 16. I voted for Biden in 20. He goes, Trump don't like people like me. You know, and that's, that's, that's you, you've mm-hmm. mentioned that. You know, that's, that's the, a lot of immigrants think that Trump hates immigrants. That's the, that's the perception, true or not. And uh, he said, but if election was today, I'm voting for Trump because his policies fit me better.
1: Yeah, and I've heard that. You know, I've heard that argument a, a ton of times from immigrant groups. It's just he said, you know, "I don't like the, him."
0: By the way, he said, "I don't like Trump," but I'm voting for Trump. If the election was today, he goes, "In a year, I don't know." Yeah, and I think also, you know, there's I'm
1: glad you brought the immigrant question. And my dad's an immigrant from Turkey, and there's a there's a misconception that like immigrants don't. Are, are, you know, are pro-illegal immigration, like legal immigrants. But that's completely untrue. Legal immigrants are the first ones to tell you, and I've grown up my father, tell this all the time, they're the most anti-illegal immigration. And the reason they say, it's kind of, it's almost a, I don't know if it's a selfish one, or that's not the right way to put it, but they're saying, man, I had to do all this stuff to become a citizen. I had to go through all these steps. Why do, why do you guys just get to come here for free and I had to do it sure. illegally, and I had to do all these things well, that took be, me so long?
0: No different than if I was able to walk up to a law school and by, you know, get a degree without going to law school like you did.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. fundamental unfairness argument, I guess. It yeah. affects every, all sectors of life. We're like, why did somebody get that when I had to do all these things and they're just going to get it for nothing? And yeah, that yeah. makes people well, angry.
0: Why did all the BLM riders not go to jail and the J6ers did?
1: I mean, that's a fair argument. That's yeah. that's what's happened, right? Like, why was that not treated the same? It's, you know, riot context. So I pulled up this. Um, okay. The um, New York Times actually had an article about this, about the Biden coalition crumbling, which has been crumbling with young voters. 1835 are now favored towards Trump. Hispanic voters it, are favored towards Trump right now. They're actually by 39 to 34 percent, which is pretty impressive. You think about what we're just talking about, the, you know, perceived anti-immigrant rhetoric. Well, Hispanic voters aren't seeing that. They're weighted more towards Trump than they are Biden. And same thing with African-Americans. Now, it says the number actually is, I'm sorry to put the new numbers, 22 percent of African-Americans Favor donald trump
0: which is a historic high for republicans yeah i mean i uh, i remember during the 2020 election people were saying if he could get 10 percent, he could carry the election so i'm guessing he got less than 10 percent while i was asking that question yeah, i don't
1: know right i haven't found the 2020 but this is the new number or their polling mm-hmm. saying that 22 percent of african-americans are favoring donald trump which is like a historic high for what's the number what's the number for biden sixty three percent.
0: So there's very few are undecided at this point. Yeah.
1: That's that's what it's that's what it seemed like. So but I mean that's where I go to my argument about the you know, the January sixth case and the documents case. Just don't think just because, hey, it's and he's gonna get convicted, because I just like just having been experienced doing this for so long, that's not a guarantee. That is not a guarantee that he's gonna just get convicted. And no. if he gets hung up, what is that gonna to do to the whole political landscape if it's a hung jury? I think that's a victory for him. In that regard, if it, you know,
0: let's take a call real quick. Hey, brother, thanks for staying on hole. You're on there.
2: Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of predictions. One, uh, Trump, something's going to happen next year before the election. A cops going to kill a young black man, and they're going to run that crazy one after another just to get people, the media will just get blacks and other rebels, you know, anti-cop. They're going to get that Trump's 22%
0: program. back in line.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then another thing, they're going to do a reformation spill. Okay, That's going to fail. And That's going to piss a lot. That's going to make a lot of people mad, so that's going to give them another reason to come out. But the last thing that I think will happen, Donald Trump or Joe Biden will not be the nomination. It's going to be Vivek, and it's going to be Gavin Newsom, and Vivek will win. Well, I, I, because, and I'm going to tell you, guys. If that's my two choices. I definitely guilty. don't have a problem. Sean, Sean, all due respect to you, man, you can say what you want to, but black people a lot of times vote off of motion. Do you remember, you remember just after the OJ trial, about 10 years after that, there were black folks that were on that jury that said, hey, guess what? And white people do, too. Don't get me wrong. They said, yeah, we knew he was guilty, but we found him not guilty because of Rodney King.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that happened. I mean, you're 100% right. That's why, if you recall from the OJ trial, glad you brought that up. They, um, that, that crime occurred in Brentwood. And the DA, Gil Garcetti, at that time, transferred venue to the city instead of Brentwood because Brentwood was predominantly white at that point. And the reason he did that, he was thinking, is because it was only three years post Rodney King riots. And that yeah. that would be like, it would seem like they were doing what was considered not racist. But that, that ended up, causing you know, the, the not guilty verdict, which I think we all agree he's guilty. I don't think there's anybody, even black folks today, I, I've never heard anybody say, yeah, OJ and, didn't and do there it. there were
2: people on the jury that said that they knew he did it. Sure. And they just did decide that was the payback for Rodney King.
1: Yeah, I, I so do. Stop, I,
2: stop thinking about it. If we have something blow up like George Floyd, if George Floyd didn't deserve what he got, then guess what? That's going to give people, are going to say, I'm going to vote for this guy. Whoever the democratic nomination is because of what happened over here with this young man. That's what's, listen, George Floyd changed a lot of perspective on a lot of things. Some things that should have been changed. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, especially, but hey, he just, I'm telling you, if that wouldn't have happened, Trump would have walked back in the office. And the same thing with the uh, COVID. If COVID wouldn't have happened, Trump would have won 49 out of 50 states and probably including Puerto Rico. But that's my prediction. I hope y'all
1: have. Thank you. Sean,
2: I want to ask you yeah. something. And I don't know if Clay even asked you this before. With everything that you've seen, would you have prosecuted Donald Trump on any of this stuff?
1: I'll give you – I got a good answer for that, actually. Um, no, but here's why I would not do, have done that. Um, and he, and and like and I've said this before on Clay show. My concern about this issue is greater than – let's just assume – let's say he's guilty, right, for the sake of argument the The political vol- volatility in the country is too extreme right now. I think prosecuting him, if, there's no, it's a no win situation. That's why I'm trying to put it like whether he's guilty or not guilty, nobody's going to win from this. It kind of it kind of reminds me of what happened with President Nixon, and then Gerald Ford pardoned him after you know after he resigned. And a lot he of time because
2: he thought it wasn't good for the office,
1: right? And I think that's the same way I look at the Donald Trump situation. I think this does more harm to the country. Um, this pro these prosecutions then good, and so I I wouldn't do that just based on not because I don't I, I don't you know I don't know whether I'm not going to judge him guilty or innocent because I don't I haven't seen all the evidence, but I just think it's not good for the country is my problem with it. It's yeah, and I
2: understand that too. But let me ask you something: Is there sometimes pros- people don't get prosecuted because of their age and health?
1: Their age and health. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll tell you just from just personally dealing with that. There are there are times somebody you know. I have one guy. And I think he um, he was in his seventies and pretty poor health. And I think it was a manslaughter case from years ago. And I, we ended up having to I think, give him probation or something like that because, like, he just you know couldn't be cared for in prison, and he was about to die anyway. So there's those those situations where they're in such bad condition where that's happened. Um, it, so it depends. I don't know. I don't know if that would happen in you know in Donald Trump's case because it seems like he's in okay health as far as I know. But yeah, but he's seventy four years old. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, right. Yeah, something like that. Sure. But,
2: you know, and, and in all and honesty, there have been a couple uh presidents could have been prosecuted. Reagan oh. could have been prosecuted because they are on Contra. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton could have been prosecuted for perjury, and we didn't do it. It When they did this, it opened up a Pandora's box. What keeps Republicans, just say a little, D.A. in Hines County, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I think Joe Biden's speech over here, you know, calls this guy right here to do something. I'm going to indict his ass. Nothing.
1: Th- yeah, that's my concern about the. Agreed, that's my concern about the situation. What this does, and this actually, about twenty years ago, you might remember we had a state supreme court justice, all over D- Diaz, and um, the Bush administration. You know, went out. They were going after all the trial lawyers that time, and they went after him, yeah. and he was found not guilty. And then they went after him again. If I think that's right, twice, and he was not guilty again. And I and I and I feel like that's kind of the same, similar tone to this. I actually- I actually ran into him yesterday.
0: Didn't you really? Right, hey guys, we yeah, Dana, Go for it. We got a t- good we, dude, we, man. He really is, man. He is a good dude. We ran over five minutes here. We got to take a break, brother. Appreciate thanks. it. Bye guys. Have Thank a great you. day. All right, Bye. Thanks. We'll be right back. All right, you've tuned in to the Jameson Hey Good Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB. He calls it the good fight. I definitely feel like that's what we do around here. We are in the good fight. We might be we might be losing some days, but uh, we'll get our victories. Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> I got I am Clay Edwards and We got Sean Yurkron here in the studio with me. Uh, Jamison is out today. We're filling in for him. Always uh, enjoy getting to talk to a Slightly different audience than my than my regular audience here in the mornings. Hey, guys, uh, if you're looking for something to eat on lunch today, eat at lunch today. One of my great sponsors is Martin's Downtown. Get down there, enjoy their plate lunch specials today. It's I dare say it's the best plate lunch, at minimum, in Hines County. Man, you know, I, I feel pretty confident saying that. Everybody's got their favorite little hole in the walls. God knows I do. Kind of all over the place. But if you're looking for a great blue plate, you're out riding around right now looking for something to eat. Good to downtown Jackson. Today's plate lunch special is fried chicken. And, of course, you can order the full menu from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. I don't know if the kitchen's open that late, but uh, let's just... During normal dining hours, the kitchen is open.
1: Yeah, it's till 9 on Saturday, because I was—I can, t- can tell you that by heart, because
0: yeah. I was there Saturday night. With the late night hunger pains. I'm well, like, oh.
1: yeah, Renee and I actually rolled over there, on we were going to watch a football game, and we were running late, and it was like 8.15, and I'm like, no, I know what time it closes. It's 9. So. Yeah,
0: so look, get out there. Try the country fried steak, too. I love it. Uh, Friday night tonight is uh, ribeye steak night. They have a steak special. I'm not sure on the price of it, but uh, get out there, enjoy that. they got the huge patio covered. Uh, it's got the it's got the screens on it, so it keeps the wind down. It's heated, the whole nine yards. It's got fans, everything. They got the coolest bar in town and the best live music.
1: And we got the NFL playoffs going on right now. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they, man, they, you can't turn your head without seeing a sixty-inch flat screen, seventy-inch flat screen somewhere. Let's see. Uh, also, pri- uh, January is prime rib month over there. You got a fourteen-ounce prime rib special with creamed spinach. Get down there to Martin's and check that out. I love a good prime rib. Hadn't had one in a while. Also, mark your calendars. Coming up the day after Valentine's. Guys, your girlfriends, your wives, they will love this. The world-renowned, award-winning Rolling Stones tribute band, uh, Satisfaction, will be down there live. They were voted by Rolling Stones as one of the best tribute bands in the world. Satisfaction coming up the day after, Thanksgiving, I mean, day after uh, Valentine's. Eh, Thanksgiving, Valentine's, in theory, could be the same thing. Uh, you can be very thankful after Valentine's. Um, check that out. Uh, tickets available now. Martin's Downtown dot com. All right, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good conversation there in the first segment on that, that one prediction. Like I said, has legs. Take us a long way. Uh, rabbit holes. Uh, my prediction. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll, we'll stick national for a minute. My, my prediction is um, that Trump and or Biden one one of them. Won't be alive come election time. Alive or um, I know. want to say alive. One of them won't be alive. I don't. You know, I, Joe Biden and you may have said this, or maybe Therese said it the other day. Could just expire. Yeah. You know, it just natural causes. I mean, he is four hundred and sixty-seven years old. <laughs> you know, well, and my thing is, I don't want to. I, his cognitive abilities or lack thereof. Or his decline in cognitive ab- cognitive abilities is not about his age, you know. And I, and people want to say they want to make it an age thing, so they can be like, "Gotcha!" On tr- when, when when yeah, but Trump, like, well, Trump's only two or three years younger, you know. Gotcha. No, it, it's the cognitive ability. I mean, I think though, age has something to
1: do with it. though, right? I mean, because the decline, your cognitive abilities do decline. I think everybody's going to experience some form of it by a certain age. And sure,
0: but but I don't think we should have a a red line that says, you can't be president after this number because Mm -hmm. one guy lost his marbles.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it probably starts different for different people, I would think. It depends on, you know, who you are. But I think there is a, I think once you reach 80, there is like some, I forget, it's a super high percentage that you're going to have like cognitive decline and, you know, early stages of dementia, as far as I read. But I mean, I'd have to look up that. But I mean, everybody, if you live live long enough,
0: it's going to affect everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, you know, I can make an argument For Trump and the age thing, for example, I think that there's a valid argument to be made for a guy that's got one term in him. That's all he can do legally. Mm -hmm. Probably all he should do age-wise anyway. And his ability to kind of know he's in the the twilight, right? Yeah. He wants to make generational changes. I, I think it's a unique possibility for a guy that doesn't, he ain't got a future in politics after this. This is it. He rides off into the sunset, goes to prison, dies, whatever else it is. It ain't in politics. It's not his president anyway. He can go instant. You swing a big stick. I mean, frankly, it's what Joe Biden has done. His first term in office left the border wide open, uh, Done uh, illegally forgave a bunch of college debt. I mean, just really done some. I mean, if you're a Democrat, you've got to love okay. some of the things that have happened under Joe under un, under Joe Biden's reign, except uh, we took your abortions away. But. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, that wasn't his fault. Yeah. I mean, I know Democrats actually—you'll laugh at this. Democrats love to blame. I read this stuff all the time. It talks about Joe should have done more, and I'm like, what? What was he supposed to do? You know, attack the Supreme Court? I mean, I don't know what he could have done to you know, like and they keep talking about like a you know codifying row, and I, I still don't know how that's legal, but. You know, that's like you should push that, which is kind of like the Republicans want to do a national ban, and you know, the Democrats want to do a national right to abortion. I still don't know how that's constitutional, but the, um, you know, I don't know what Joe Biden could have done to protect Roe. Like, I just don't know. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, what could he have done? The Supreme Court ruled on it. That's what it
0: is. I, I mean, look. It's it's it happened under his watch though. So Joe Biden, yeah, he's
1: getting the blame from. I'm talking from the left. He's getting blame from the left. Joe you know? Joe
0: Biden lost abortions. I mean, if we're, we're gonna blame the goon squad on 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 Brian, we're gonna blame a you know, firehead football coach because the quarterback threw an interception. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe threw an interception.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I know, but you see what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know how like he could. He didn't appoint those justices. Like, that's not his fault. No, but, I mean, uh, but you're right. He's gonna he's he's a captain. He gets the blame, but still, like that's one of the things where like and, and we give uh,
0: Trump the credit, but you know, but he wasn't in office. I mean, if I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, I say, well, gotta, I guess if I give Joe Joe the blame, I got to give him the credit, but. Yeah, anyway.
1: yeah, I mean, I don't think he on the right saying Joe Biden got rid of Roe. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think anybody <laughs> saved that, you know. No, but know. people on the left are saying this, like they're saying it, which is what's funny to me. I,
0: I guess what they some of the things they say he could have done was expand the court, or not him, but I mean maybe the House when they had full control. There was all kind of talk of you know leading into the 2020 election about uh, it, about expanding the court so Democrats could. I'm glad you brought majority. that up.
1: You're right. Like what they what they, they talked about, yeah, because the you know this, the number of justices on the Supreme Court is not set by the Constitution. I think it's the Judiciary Act of like 1867 or eight something like that. And um, so, like, yeah, he you could you could expand the size of the court, um, which Democrats before even Biden was president they were talking about that. They were talking about changing the Electoral College, changing, Senate's you know senators and all that stuff. Which I've always my argument against all that has been this, and I used to argue with some of my close Democrat friends about this. You know, making sweeping changes based on current political wins is always a bad idea in my mind, and I'll tell you why. Like, the um, California was a Republican state up until, I think, George H.W. Bush won it in 88. I think Bill Clinton was the first Democrat to win it, not ever maybe, but like in modern times. Remember, Ronald Reagan was the governor of California in the 60s. Uh, Richard Nixon is from California. He was a senator from California. Well, even
0: even uh, I don't really consider him a Republican, but Arnold Schwarzenegger was a Republican governor in California.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a Republican governor. I mean, it was a Republican state up until the '90s. I mean, this is all of our lifetimes that are our age in our '40s, but you know, younger folks probably don't remember that. And um, so there are there are things that we look at that now as like this is a political. You know reality of our time that 20 years from now is not going to be the political reality of our time like and i'll use the electoral college example for one that you know democrats are arguing a few years ago let's get rid of electoral college well i'll make you this bet if texas ever flips blue right democrats can be saying we never need to get rid of electoral college because they're going to win every presidential election from here to eternity pretty much yeah so and then you know the trump states in 2016 the blue wall right michigan Ohio Pennsylvania those were always seen as Democratic safe labor states because labor was a big part of the Democratic Party I always like to call myself part of the 90s you know party like that was a big portion of that party was strong on labor well you saw how that shifted started shifting in the 80s the Reagan Democrats and then Trump, Pick those states up finally. So, like, what we see today is not what we're going to see twenty years from now. So, changing the constitution, you know, based on current political wins is just a horrible, horrible idea. Yeah, Florida went from a
0: swing state to a deep red state. Yep, it's deep red state now. And Georgia, shenanigans aside, flipped blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's this blue la- this last term. And, you know, which I then you look at how re- it's still a go- got a red governor, but nationally, but it, it voted.
1: In 1992, Louisiana voted for Bill Clinton. Georgia voted for Bill Clinton. And then it became Republican the whole way. I mean, this stuff changes. And we just can't make structural, huge structural changes to our Constitution based on what we feel today. Like, there's a reason these guys put this together 200-odd years ago. And I think they did it right. And I just think changing it, messing with it, is a really, really bad idea. I mean, I know we can add amendments to it. But the structural changes of it, I just think, are just a
0: bad idea. All right. So what we're doing here, man, is we're doing our 2024 predictions and uh it it presents a lot of opportunities to jump down some rabbit holes and uh, if you listen to me and sean on my show much you know that we love a good rabbit hole uh would love to hear you guys predictions the phone line 601-879-0002 the guns and gear text line i do offer a text line when i'm on the air it's 769-241-1944 when we come back we're gonna continue to talk about some of these predictions to end uh, round out the first hour an hour two i think we got some epstein stuff we want to get into but hey look man we go whatever way the wind blows around here so if uh if predictions stay popular or we jump down a rabbit hole we'll go down that we may never talk epstein you just got to tune in to find out this is the good fight the jameson haygood show sans jameson you got clay you got sean we'll be right back All right, you've tuned back in to the good fight with Jamison Haygood. Said uh, we've tied Jamison up, thrown him in a bag, and uh, <laughs> sent him on out of here. So we've hijacked the show. It is the Clay Edwards, Sean Yurkron takeover of the Jamison Haygood show here. We got a few minutes left. We ran over a couple segments there. So this is going to be a. the next two segments are going to be short, unfortunately. But uh, Sean, we're doing predictions. Mm. I guess technically I don't have to read ad reads because it ain't my show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, that's that'll be new. All right. <laughs> uh, we, we'll sneak some in here and there. Uh, get out to guns and gear.
1: Yeah. Go to guns and gear, man. They so got to they to got messed over this week. It wasn't fair.
0: Buy guns. That's not an ad read. That's a uh, that's that's advice.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. One, one one I need to take after my home
0: burglary the other night. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're doing predictions. Twenty twenty four. I uh, Sean's predicted that Trump will all of the all of the cases on Trump will be. Uh, Miss Charles, yeah, Miss Charles, juries. juries, and I predict that Biden and or Trump, one of them, w- will not make it to the election with a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know, by however it happens, you know, I think if Trump, if it's Trump, it crank up the con- crank up the conspiracy theories. If if it's Biden, I mean, I don't think anybody could argue that he just expired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like what do they say of natural causes? Of natural that causes. means, you know, Like uh, I'm just gonna tell you, Trump didn't kill himself
1: yeah that all you know what we will 100 percent if we ever agree on anything so much that will be the one thing like, that trump will trump will, if there was ever like trump committed suicide that's a lie like that did not happen we know nobody that loves himself that much is going to kill themselves like it's impossible it was,
0: it was the best suicide ever it yeah, was yeah
1: that's what, right i mean he'd write a note like he's like you know this is great you know? uh, all right and I,
0: I, and I and i do apologize for joking about suicide if anybody out there's been affected by that that was yeah news, i did but i'm just saying the one guy yeah. that we know would ain't be, gonna you know, do it you know no, no, no suspicions yeah uh, well speaking of uh suicides did uh did you have you got a chance to listen to any of tucker carlson's interview with epstein's brother
1: no i have not I, I watched a little bit of that epstein documentary the other night though
0: all right so epstein's brother i think it's michael i can't remember his first name neither here nor there uh, to, on the Tucker Carlson Network, but it's also on Tucker's, a good 20 minutes or so of it is on Tucker's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend checking it out. Then he, The guy don't show his face anymore. He's just worried about his life, obviously. Okay. And, but, it, it, you know, he went into, and Tucker didn't grill him from a disrespectful standpoint about his brother's lifestyle, because it's not what the interview was about, necessarily. The interview was about the cover-up, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no point in, you know, bashing this guy's dead brother in the interview some people yeah. are upset that he didn't do that, but there's no point in it I'll watch it yeah I' watch it um but guys. what he talked about it, he was like well so you found out that your brother had committed suicide did did that not raise any red flags he's like no he's like I just believed him because why would they lie at this point he was like no I did I think he was suicidal or the type that would kill himself no but he kind of insinuated also didn't know that he was the type of person to do the things he was doing <laughs> yeah so and he's like he's like well when when did the red flag come up that that something may have been fishy
1: and it about, was, it the, was, about the alleged about the, suicide yeah
0: okay, you know like when did you feel like this probably wasn't a suicide and it was after the michael Bateson who's the who's the uh corner the famous corner uh, michael Baden biden Baden and one of the other guys had done a had done an autopsy and said this wasn't a suicide. But then the state, the state coroner, New, I guess New York State, mm-hmm. came back and just, without even doing his own autopsy, said, no, this was a suicide.
1: Okay. Did bon- and, Did Biden say it was not a suicide? Biden said it was not a suicide. Tell you what. And man. I didn't know that until – until last night, when I was listening, I went to a, a conference one time years ago in Tampa, where that he gave. You know, the guy's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's very fascinating. hell. I mean, he's like the preeminent forensic pathologist in, in the in the country.
0: And for people that don't know, he's the guy who had the the TV sh- the HBO show. Yeah, the, that one, one The aut- dead talk. It was on. That was
1: on like what, like fifteen or more years ago. Yeah, like, it's yeah. been a long time. He did Medgar Evers re-aut- the the autopsy when they exhumed him in the early nineties. Like he he did on a lot of. He did uh oh god Billy Martin the Yankees coach he did him you know yeah. he's done a lot of big time work
0: yeah he he's a very very interesting guy mm-hmm. um we got some breaking news oh. here uh my girlfriend will be very happy to know this they have caught the Scott County accused killer ah. sammy patrick uh we've been we've been following this for a while now Did your girlfriend catch him? No, no oh, okay. she she <laughs> she lives out there in rural Scott County and was scared to death that uh that you know he could, he was going to come back to that area, so yeah. I think people out and, there, and she ain't the only one. There's been plenty of people out there, you know, especially like women that live by themselves, who have decided not to live by themselves until they caught this guy again. Yeah, and uh, so good good news there. Um, Sammy Patrick has been caught. We've got a uh, we, we got a a visitor in the shir- in the studio who was isn't going to be on the radio, but uh, stopped by to pick up a sh- shirt that I'm selling. And he sa- he has his own prediction too. He says ammo's going to go up ammo's going to go up. Ammo's going to go up. I, I predict that ammo will in fact go up. I could see that. I mean, you know, it doesn't always go up during controversial years. It always goes up. It it seems like during election years it always goes up because either the democrat in office is going to ban guns next time around or the democrat mm-hmm. running is going to ban guns when they get in. And yep. so there's always this rush on guns like nobody is a better is a better gun salesman than a Potential Democrat presidential candidate. You know that's. I went,
1: to, I went to a gun show in 2016, uh, and uh, there was a. Uh, it was it was actually after Trump had won the week after, but they had the old banners up still, and they would call them like Hillary sales, you know, yeah. like they had these signs up. Every it was in South Jackson or Terry or something.
0: I mean, uh, we got to take a break real quick, but it's like when I started doing this was right after I started this radio show was right after Biden had air quotes in the studio won the election. Yeah. And I just remember saying, well, if nothing else, a a Democrat president is good for conservative talk radio business.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, Trump was great for CNN and MSNBC. I mean, that's how they, like, kind of stayed afloat. That was good stuff. It was good. He, he actually said that when he got elected. He's like, I'm good for them. Like, this is good, I'm good business. Yeah, they're going to have a good
0: four years being angry at me, and I've had a good four years being angry at Biden. I, would, I
1: mean, you don't think, I, I 100% believe that CNN wants him back. Just like I think Fox News would love it if Obama could
0: run again. They're yeah. like, please, please come yeah. back, you know? Well, you, it, somehow they've screwed the pooch with Biden in office. Not being as anti-Biden as I would think that they could be. Yeah, I mean, I just—I mean, that's true. Yeah, I just think
1: that um, Biden is not that. He's just not. He's he's old, man. I don't know what to say. Like he's not that figure like B- Obama was. He Obama, just, like you know, he was the you know the, the arch enemy of Fox News. Where tr- like Trump is the arch enemy of CNN. And yeah. I think those figures were just charismatic people. Biden's not a very
0: charismatic guy. Yeah, but the, but but it's just disrespectful to me that they roll this guy out there and make and want us to pretend that he's president, that he's the decision maker. It's just I it's just just disrespectful. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back into The Good Fight, the Jameson Hego show. This is Clay Edwards and Sean York Caron. We don't have but about a minute before the top of the hour break. I will give Jameson this. He's got the best bumper music. I was just thinking the same thing. In the business. I need, to get, I need
1: Jameson to give me his soundtrack. That's pretty I, good, man. I
0: need that song right there. Yeah.
1: I was just thinking that before you said it.
0: Every, every, every <laughs> Friday. This is a, what is he called? His fr- free, freedom, freedom Fridays or something like that? Free fr- uh, something fr- Fridays and freedom. I dig it. I'm about free for all Fridays. So. Anyway, look, man, we don't have but a few seconds left here. And by few, I mean three, two, one. We'll see you on the next hour. All right, welcome back in to the Jamison Haygood show. It is the good fight without Jamison Haygood today. It is Clay Edwards and... Sean Yurkron. We are filling in for the good man, the one, the only, Mr. Jameson Haygood, on a Friday ride to freedom. Thank you to Tim and Chris for texting that in, the proper name of Jameson's Friday show. I listen every Friday too, but when you run your mouth as much as I do, you tend to get confused sometimes and forget things. We call my Friday show free for all Fridays. So anyway, welcome back in. It's Clay Edwards. You got Sean Yurkron sitting across from me. We've been uh, slanging, slanging uh, F around and find out shirts up here on the side. I've <laughs> uh, had people coming by the studio to pick up some shirts, so uh, if, you, if you're if you interested in one, holler at me. Uh, I sell these FAFO shirts that look like the G.I. Joe logo. Pretty cool. It just says, Clay, we're showing small letters up under it. Great way to help support the calls and get something for it, not just me asking for a donation. Uh, let's see here. We had a request from Chris on the Guns and Gear text line, which by the way, if you guys want to chop it up with us, you got an opinion, you don't want to call, the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944, the phone line, 601-879-0002. Chris asked if we would talk about, now these are his words, not mine, and I'm going to tell him why I disagree with him. Chris says, "Can y'all talk about these people? They keep finding out is stealing our taxpayer money in Rankin County." And uh, Chris, we will. Let's take a call real quick first, though. Hey, you're on there.
3: Hey, it's Elrod. What's up?
0: Hey, what's up, brother?
3: Uh, your last caller, the guy buying a shirt said something about ammo going up. I heard a report on the news yesterday that uh, they're having a problem with uh, gunpowder.
0: That's exactly them. what he said off air.
3: It, so. As January one they raising their
0: prices. That's exactly what he just said too. I've now realize I I need to take some of this T shirt money and reinvest into bullets.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, look, General Biden, one of the best M- ammo salesmen on the planet.
0: I'm never gonna be able to save any money. Wait prepping for the end of the world here. Sell more shirts. Sell right more shirts, <laughs> sell for shirts. Don't yes. worry,
3: cash will be useless soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. No doubt about it. How you doing, bro?
3: I'm excellent. How are you doing?
0: Man, all good in the hood, uh, doing four hours of live radio today. So uh, trying to trying That's to stay awesome. trying to stay remotely entertaining. I'm sure people are tired of hearing my voice by now.
3: Nah, man, you're you're awesome at what you do, man. You you find your your niche. This is where you belong, bud.
0: Well, I appreciate that, brother. It means the world hearing it from you. You got anything else? You got anything you want to get off your chest today?
3: <laughs> man, the list is too long. <laughs> uh, Nikki Haley, no. Let's go with that from right off the, the bat, and uh, we can go down the line with uh, what Hollywood's doing to to uh, the people. Cat Williams came out and outed everybody and
0: I know, their mom. Dude, I want to talk about that. I just have not had a chance to to dive into the video, but I want to watch the oh, whole thing awesome. on a uh, Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast. Uh, Cat Williams it's went awful. scorched earth on the entire industry. Did he really? <laughs> over two hours. I mean, he he said that Luda, said that Ludacris's out. wife was a uh, was given to him by the studios and part of the package. I mean, just called her fair skinned and
1: ugly or something. I just googled it. It says Ludacris hits back at Cat oh, Williams no, over Illuminati. Fair skinned
3: and a strange face.
1: <laughs> Illuminati. The that's great. Pretty
3: big people too, though, uh, you know, Tyler Perry and Puff feed it in.
1: And uh
0: Chris Tucker, he
1: outed some people,
0: yeah i'm gonna go back and watch it because it's, it's it's everything that this platform is is, is built on is <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> exactly what he just did, so yeah, I'm excited about it plus I just like Cat Williams, Joe Rogan just got into I it do, too, too right now. I I just, do too. <laughs> and
3: he 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 tells his life story he was an incredible human being, incredible the kid he was reading at five you know well books, real books, and you know he 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 he's, on the road, homeless at thirteen, taking a trip to Florida by himself. You know that's how smart the guy is. He's really, really
0: intelligent. I just saw something on Facebook, so I have not had a chance to vet it, but it said it was a image of, that he's legal. He's legitimately a genius. Yeah, Cat Williams, yeah, hmm, he is. crazy. Makes a couple of languages, crazy. All right, brother. Well, look, man, I appreciate you. Have a great weekend. You too, bud. All right, Thanks. thank you i'm glad he brought
1: up that because i didn't even know about this i'm just i just did one google search and some of this stuff's hilarious oh dude (laughs) i mean
0: i've seen a couple little reels yeah but uh, yesterday was a very hectic day and i had a chance to take my foot off the gas yet today but at some point this weekend i'm going to sit down and and watch that whole thing and come monday when i uh, get back here in the studio i'm gonna have all kind of things to say about it it was on shannon sharps club shay shay Yep, um, which is a ridiculous name for a show. I, I don't. I, I feel like less of a man. I've let my testosterone levels went down. I'm saying Clep Shay
1: Yeah, apparently Rogan says he doesn't want him on the show, though, unfortunately, because that sounds like he's, I love Cat. He's one of my favorite comics, and I'd love to have him on. We talk about that, but if he's, oh, now he said, okay, he would have him on. I'm sorry. He would.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I'm guessing there's going to be some liability. There's going to be some lawsuits over some of this stuff, because A, it's going to be hard for Cat to prove that he ain't make it up. And uh, B, the system is rigged against the truth. Cause that was what it was. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Cat Williams said
1: he that Joe didn't want him on, and Joe tweeted, "Yes, I'll have you on." Yeah, I want. I can't wait. I love Cat Williams. I so, love Cat. I mean, he's me, funny. He is really funny.
0: You know he he he's the he's the Richard Pryor, OG Eddie Murphy. Because there's two Eddie Murphys. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the he's the Eddie Murphy role of this generation, and he he could have been. Man, you know what? Who's to say he still can't be? Uh, I think he's right now. He's one of the top five greatest com- comics of all time. Yeah, and he, I agree. He's still young enough, and he's obviously still a, a newsmaker that uh, he could still end up finishing as the goat. His best could be yet to come. Man, the Cat Williams Joe Rogan episode would be incredible. I'm excited just <laughs> thinking about it. I didn't <laughs> that even that had not even crossed my mind yet. Uh, I mean
3: because yeah, Joe, gr-
0: Joe Shannon ain't learned how to call the BS out yet no he just nods his head and agrees to everything he's like, mm, makes these silly faces yeah Joe's gonna be like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to because I mean, Joe can handle Alex Jones yeah you know Joe. Joe's gonna make him go deeper Oh yeah, Joe. Joe will call you out. I
1: mean, like I was saying, I was listening to that PBD ep- episode when he was on, when Patrick Bed David was on Joe Rogan, and Rogan just stopped and said, "Are you here just to get me to interview Trump? Is that yeah. what this is about?" And, and Patrick Bed David was like, uh, "Uh, uh no, 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 no." You know, just I mean, he'll say it. So yeah, I think you're right. I think he's gonna, he'll 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 wade through cat whether what's true, what's not. Oh, and apparently there's a then he attacked Cedric the Entertainer also. Like <laughs> there's a lot of people, Kevin Hart.
0: Uh, oh, like yeah. he went after a, a, Kevin went after him yesterday on The Breakfast Club. I was going to play some of it on the show, but it was too many F-bombs because they're on XM. But uh, uh, Ty just texted in on the Guns N' Good text line. It says, we cannot mention Cat Williams without mentioning the Pimp Chronicles. And I just think one, one goes hand-in-hand with the other. If yeah. you're talking about Cat Williams, you're talking about the Pimp Chronicles. And I'm still looking for them insurgents that stole the breakfast out the cabinet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, all right, let's do this real quick. I, I, I'm real. I, I really do enjoy this. But we did open up the hour uh, on request by Chris to discuss, and I'm just going to keep it brief. Uh, Chris thinks that folks out in Rankin County are stealing taxpayers' money. And while I'm sure that that is going on in some areas in Rankin County, this is about uh, the tax assessor's office paying um, Dean Scott and the former mayor of Richland to be, basically be homestead exemption police. Uh, it is not illegal. You may not like it. Mm -hmm. No other tax assessor may be doing it. And look, and I hate John Sullivan. Yeah. I want to be very clear about that. I hate, H-A-T-E, capital letters, hate John Sullivan. I think he is a piece of feces. Mm -hmm. But just because I hate him doesn't mean I'm going to jump on and say this is wrong. Uh, I don't think this is wrong. I've talked to some people about it. It was cleared by... Ethics folks and all that—they were told this was not illegal. They could do it. Um, I do like full full disclosure. I am a f- uh, fan of Dean Scott. I don't know. I wouldn't consider us friends per se. We don't hang out. I think that word "friends" gets thrown around too much. But I'm an admirer of Dean Scott. I think he does great work, and I respect him.
1: I just pulled up the article. I hadn't heard really anything about this. So I'm just kind of going through it quick. So, what exactly is he saying? Dean did? Uh, They're say, basically
0: it? saying you know that. And first of all, he's not milking. They've been trying to spend this saying that they're, they're they're milking two Rankin County jobs. No, they're not milking two Rankin County jobs. One was the one is the chief of police in the city of Pearl, mm-hmm. not the city of Rankin County, the mm-hmm. city of Pearl, not the county of Rankin, the city of Pearl. One was the former mayor of Richland, John, but he's also John Sullivan's brother. Now that that's sticky, isn't that a nepotism kind of thing? There yeah, there's some nepotism issues there. Now they have uh, and he's and he has resigned as mayor, claiming he's got some heart conditions. And he may very well, but I'm sure those heart conditions are brought on by the stress of yeah knowing you're doing some. You know, your brother just got through with a rape trial, <clears throat> and uh, there's all kind of other stuff festering mm-hmm. uh, f- from the a- alleged abuse of this office. Okay, uh, so we'll say again, you would not hear me say sing any praises of John Sullivan. In this lifetime, and
1: Sullivan's out of office this week, right? And he's, Correct, he's done. out of office. Okay, and
0: these two, and, and apparently, says they've they've resigned from the jobs. I, I would imagine the resignation probably has more to do with the fact that, not that they're guilty of anything, that a new tax assessor is taking over. That's generally what happens. I mean, you know, I mean, I, we, there's a two and a half. There's a th- four-minute video. I'm not gonna play it. I'm not gonna eat well, up. Let me the read time, this but,
1: one second. He said that you know. So Dean Scott makes eighty-five thousand as chief police of Pearl and thirty-eight thousand dollars from his other job, which is the tax assessor's office. Is what and what does he do for the tax assessor's office?
0: He he did investigations on homestead exemptions to make people make sure people weren't lying about homestead exemption.
1: Okay, so he can do that on his part time, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and but What's
0: wrong with that? I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know why people are upset about it. Um. Is a CJ Lamaster story. CJ does great investigative work. I mean, I guess you could just sit here and say, "But I don't like it," but that doesn't mean it's illegal. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the Brian Bailey deal out there in Brandon. Brian's also manages the Storm Shelter.
1: Yeah, that's right, he does. You know,
0: and, and draws a. Now he's drawing two chicks from the county mm-hmm. on that, and you know, again, not illegal. You may not like it. You may say, well, if he's sheriff, he should do that, but that, that, that ain't how life works.
1: Yeah, I mean, right. It's just, yeah, I mean, most people, what is it? We're going to do what's good for me. I'm sure Brian was thinking, heck, I'm going to make extra money. Why don't I do this? Yeah. If it's I mean, legal. Well, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not. everything
1: I, was legal out there, but yeah, you mean, know what I mean?
0: That, this particular thing, I mean, I don't have a problem with. I, I just, they're going to, they were going to pay somebody to do it. I don't care if they're paying the same guy that holds another position to do it, as long as it's being done. I mean, obviously, Dean's qualified
1: to be an investigator, he's a police chief. Yeah, I would think he'd be able to do that. I don't. I mean, if he's not doing it on the time that he's supposed to be. I mean, now serving. that
0: that that is one of the things. Full disclosure here, I haven't watched this video, this new video, but that there was apparently there was one time where they're saying that he was the timesheet that was signed off on mm-hmm. by John Sullivan for that for those hours that week. Dean was out of town on the coast at a Chiefs convention. Oh, okay. You know, so. The, the maybe some some discrepancy there i don't you know I, I don't know how much of that can he just take a laptop and do the work f- online you know so. yeah i
1: don't i mean i don't I, know I, I don't, I don't even know how that works but I mean, how do they what do they go out to your home and they they assess it or something or
0: but i ain't never owned a home i don't even know how it works right. i'm just gonna be honest with you i mean let's take a call from john mm-hmm. hey john good to hear from you man you're on there
1: yeah, folks, it
4: doesn't take a genius to, to identify fraud, folks. You you can't falsify timesheets. You can't you can't put down on a timesheet that you're working and you're on a you're at a conference. You can't have twenty three hundred hours of sick leave which you have not earned. Uh that's fraud. Uh and folks have been prosecuted all around the state for even smaller infractions. And additionally The real issue here is, how long has this really been going on, and how many people knew about it? And unfortunately, three on your side uh, got wind of it, and then all of a sudden, uh, well, maybe it was just an honest mistake. Folks, local, city, and state government, there's graft and corruption everywhere you look. It's slapping you in the face. And you're sitting there saying, "Oh no, it could have been an honest mistake, or it could be legal." When three on your side reports this, it's fraud. Trust me, it's fraud. You can't be on the coast and then say you're working. You can't have 2,300 hours of of, uh, accrued leave which you have not accrued. That's fraud. That's it's it's clear and simple here. I mean, I know folks, it doesn't fit the narrative, but this is fraud. They're basically taking advantage of taxpayers. So whether it's Hines County, whether it's Rankin County, whether it's Madison County, so fraud is fraud. I mean, it, it, I can see that, and I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not the brightest guy in the world. But anybody knows if you have not earned the time, you have not worked for. Then the guy, some guy, says that he investigated 42 cases in seven years, and he's been on the taxpayer roll for. Seven years and you only adjudicated 42
0: cases? Well, I mean, he 42
4: cases for homestead?
0: He could have worked more than 40 hours in one week.
4: No, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. 42 cases in seven years to determine homestead fraud, to make sure people are living where they are. And you're paying somebody taxpayer dollars for 42 cases in seven years and they've been on the payroll for seven years? Folks.
0: That's that's like the that's taxpayer weird, dollars that, that, that's like the that's taxpayer weird, dollars tax. that were wasted investigating Donald Trump in Russia.
4: Yeah, well here's what I'll tell you folks. You live in Rankin County, right? Those I, are your tax dollars. If you're happy with the way they're managing your tax dollars, then you know, allow the fraud to continue and keep looking at Jackson and saying, Oh, look at the fraud over there while they're stealing hand over fist over here in Rankin County.
0: Well, until they start investigating Jackson, I just don't want to hear nothing about it. Thanks, John. Have a great weekend, brother. All right. Uh huh. Yeah, look. That, that, I, I know I'm in the wrong for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out front for okay, you. But you got, I know, comes. I know that I'm wrong for what I'm about to say. <laughs> as long as it's safe for me to go to the gas station in Rankin County, um, and as long as three on your side refuses to investigate all the shenanigans going on in Jackson and with that garbage contract and everything else, I just, I, I don't care. I want to see, I want to see some equal uh, investigations going on into Jackson and to Chakwe and Mumba, and into the city hall and all this other nonsense that's going on in Jackson. And I'm not, I, and I think CJ LeMasters is the guy to do it. I'm just saying, I want to see it done because,
1: well, I mean, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I mean, I think you do both. I mean, they could do both. Well, sure. I just, I mean, I just you know. don't
0: understand why they don't. And I, I know why. It's because they fear being cut off by this, by this mayor.
1: Um, yeah I mean I, you know there I mean there's I mean I agree with that there need there need to be more investigation especially in that garbage stuff and I'm sure that there is that's ongoing I have a pretty good feeling mm-hmm. um you know there's those three letter guys out there and I'm sure they're working on that but the um if you know if, if John saying was right like I said I have not until we get here, read much about this at all I mean if they're you know if he's working on a conference and and billing the same hours on the other job I mean that sounds like something he can't do I don't know what the law is regarding that um it seems like to me though First question is that the otters office should be on this, right? Shad's always jumping on all these things, so he's kind of in his peer review. He should figure it out and then refer it to either the Rankin County District Attorney's office or the Attorney General's office, and they yep. should evaluate it and see what they think. I, mean, I read. The, what I, I recommend. I,
0: I read the full initial thing. Shad was not involved at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that you know a, a, an elected official in Rankin County actually reached out to Shad's office and uh-huh. has, has asked them to do it just to clear it up. Let's make it. Let, let's make it right. One way or another, yeah, so we're going to find out. I can assure you. You know, when Republicans are involved, that the truth is going to get is going to come out. And they're going to be hiding anything in the dark. Well, I mean, the, this ain't the back channel.
1: I don't. know. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to use the goon squad thing. That kind of was hitting there for quite it, a bit. You but know? it came out. Yeah, I mean, it did, but not. I wouldn't say. It wasn't because of like a Republican investigation or anything like that. The truth
0: like always comes out when Republicans are involved, whether but, whether whether it's because they were being honest or because Democrats found it. Either way, it always comes out.
1: Yeah, I mean the um it seems to me though in this one, I mean like there's there's a, just a remedy. Shad's office can look at this, figure out what went on. Obviously it sounds like something may have. I mean, I'm not yeah. gonna accuse it, but yeah, and if it did, I mean, then um they can like I said there's two there's two prosecution prosecutorial avenues for that—it's rain county da's office most likely it'll be the attorney general's office i would think in this case it'd be easier for that but there's yeah, a I mean, there's,
0: there's clearly a paper trail yeah i mean it seems I, I mean you know you'll be able to find out if they did these things and uh, again i think this like you said i think this is kind of cut and dry from the from a state auditor investigation standpoint mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll find out i mean yeah. it's very public now i imagine we're gonna we're gonna find out but hey uh the the, uh, the Tamps stuff is very public too. And they kept accusing, uh, Phil Bryant and Brett Favre of things they didn't do. And people are still convinced they did it. I mean, and, uh, Tate and, uh, Shad was involved in that. And, you yeah, know, nothing came of it. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, right. Well, like not so far. I mean, I guess, but a few things. Yeah. I mean, it looks like, I mean, I don't think it doesn't seem like I'll say this about Shad. There's some things I have disagreements with him on. One thing about him, he, I mean, he's going to investigate. I mean, they're going to investigate. They yeah. do, they do a lot. I mean, they, they're always busting up the county clerk and, tishomingo or wherever it is yeah, I mean, you know?
0: if you if you only or if you blindly believed or you only got your information about the tamp stuff from shad you would have already thought brett Favre was in prison yeah i mean they definitely
1: do not like each other i mean they're yeah. like yeah you thought brett Favre? heck i mean it seemed like
0: uh like he was jeffrey epstein or something <laughs> i mean did you remember the shad and brett Favre twitter wars that were going on for I a do, while i did hold that thought we're gonna come right back we ran over we'll be right back with clay and sean Welcome back in to The Good Fight with Jameson Haygood. This is Clay Edwards and Sean Yurkron filling in for Jameson today. we got about 30 minutes left to go on this free ride to freedom. Friday ride to freedom. I can't get it right no matter what. It's Freedom Fridays here on WYAB. Sean, we uh, that ended up being a really uh, a really good conversation there about this topic. Yeah, I wish I was really knew about it beforehand (laughs) because i just instead of reading this on air real quickly and i think it's a great uh example of both sides thinking that the other side is getting away with fraud and nothing happening to them they think it's happening in rankin county Mm -hmm. i feel like i know it's happening in Hines county or in jackson and both sides feel like the other side isn't being punished for it yep yeah i know i mean and frankly, they're
1: not. And, and you know, I'm not going to name names, but it is happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere in the country. Like, whether whatever side you are on pe- – because this goes to my whole argument about this, and you and I discuss this off-air all the time. No matter what political party you're in, no matter what your beliefs are, people – there's just a lot of bad people. There's a lot of bad people doing bad stuff, and I'm not saying – Dean Scotts, I don't know if he did anything or well Chokwe. <laughs> I have made my complaints about him pretty public. I don't know anything about Dean, so I don't want. To... Yeah. And, uh, but I made my feelings about Brian Bailey and that whole goon squad very evident about what I feel about them. So the what I'm trying to say is that, like it doesn't matter like whether you you're pro life or you're pro choice or you're for a flat tax, or you want to tax everybody a million whatever. It, they're just bad people, and I, I think I think our society we just don't we can't get past. That, that's my side. That's my red team or that's my blue team or that's black people. Or that's the white people. Like it's never it's never about there is just some bad people that are going to be corrupt, that are going to take money, that are going to do things. They're not appropriate. And there's good people on that are white. There's good people that are black. There's good people that are Republicans. There's good people that are Democrats. But nobody wants to see that because they're like, nope, I'm just, it's that side. They do all the bad. And because I'm on the other side, it's them. And then vice versa. And we never get anywhere by doing that because there's always, a, there's always a, you always say gotcha moments because you can say, hey, look, the Democrats did this, this corrupt. And then I'm like, well, what about this Republican that did th-? I mean, it's just a never ending game of when the issue boils down to people just suck.
0: <laughs> I mean, it just, And and the longer they're in power, the more they suck. Yeah. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there.
1: Yes, sir. I'm
5: going to come out of left field with something here. Uh, I I want to get your take on the strength of the Chinese military. And and there's a reason why I'm asking this question. You know, the fear-mongering that we see in the media, uh, you know, we suck up to China and we seem to give them everything and then the media talks about how strong their their military machine is. Uh, my theory is that they are, in fact, a paper tiger, and they've tried to take our technology and implement it because we gave it to them free through Hillary Clinton's laptop, but they weren't smart enough to figure out the technology involved. So they built submarines and they built warships and airplanes, but they didn't quite get them figured out. You know they've got submarines that are rusting, they've got aircraft carriers that can't stay out of port, and they got airplanes either that can't take off or can't stay in the air long enough to be combative.
0: I, I agree with you. I agree have with you a hundred percent.
5: Overwhelming numbers, and so I wanted to get your take on what you think about the Chinese military.
0: Now, I agree with what you just said a hundred percent. I do uh, now. I, there's a lot of them, but is the strength in numbers, or is the strength in technology that works properly? <laughs> And, and I think in this modern day and age, the te- the the strength is in your technology that works properly. And, they, and look, this is – and China's about to have a big issue, and of course America's facing it too. Their birth rates are at epic lows, mm-hmm. record lows over there. And that's going to come promoting back
5: promoting prostitution. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I can answer Literally. I can answer
1: it this, uh, this way. I can't speak to what – I don't know. The, I've not read all the statistics on the strength of the Chinese military. But what I can say is this, and something I've always thought – If you look at our history over the last – since World War II and look at China, okay, who gets into more conflicts? Who becomes more of a nation builder, us or them? Us, obviously. We're the ones that are always involved in some international conflict. The Chinese kind of stay out of stuff. They tend to stay in their lane. And what they've always been about – and I used to deal with Chinese manufacturers quite a bit. They're about – I'm going to say they're about making money. And where they make the most money is off of us. you know. And they just – they're not a. They're not this militaristic society. Like they don't. I mean, they're just they don't. Or at least if they are, they don't get involved in these adve- foreign adventures that we they're not tend a reactionary. To, military yeah, that side, we tend yeah. to get into. I mean, think about it, since World War II. You know, we involved in Korea, Vietnam, then Lebanon, and then the Gulf first Gulf War, second Gulf War, all that stuff until now. Now we're in Ukraine or money to Ukraine Then Israel. We might be involved in another war in Iran. It never ends with us, you know. And, but them, they're not – I mean, can you name some giant – I think if they had, a, like, border skirmishes with the Pakistanis or something. But other than that, over the last 75 years, they just really – you know, instead of their internal conflict between, you know, Chiang Kai-shek well, and
5: – They've got some skirmishes going on with India that, yeah. you know, have been talked about, but it, it's nothing even remotely close to what we've been
1: involved in. Right. That's the difference. It's always – you just got to look at their history. There have not been this – the Chinese are launching some military adventure or – intervening places they're just not they're not that they're not that's not there doesn't seem like that's their mission
0: you know and it's kind of funny too, because we look at them as such a military strategist maybe it's because of sun tzu's art of war mm-hmm. and this other stuff like just i think the mental perception is they're just this absolute precise killing machine military machine over there but they, they haven't been in a war in a long time
1: yeah i mean since the they of practice. After World War II, there was obviously the revolution with <laughs> Chiang Kai-shek and uh, Mao Zedong, you know, the communists. And other than that, though, that was huge. But other than that, I mean, they're just that was, that was like well, a you civil know, war.
5: I, I want to interject something. I, I think that there is a fascinating partnership going on with Russia and China, because in order to be uh, this world-dominant power, they need to both be on the same sides, because they're... Structure complements each other. I, I believe Russia is the military juggernaut. I believe China has the numbers. China was smart enough to infiltrate the system, and they have the uh, the infrastructure and the understanding of the economy and the ability uh, to work things logistically that I think Russia does not. And so they're a perfect complement to each other and if they ever totally figure this out and, and join up uh, like it looks like they're going to with BRICS, but now whether or not this happens militarily, uh, I, I don't know. But if that does happen, I can't imagine anybody taking them down.
1: Well obviously China has the manufacturing capability to do what it needs to do. You know, they they, they which by the way, which was well with our assistance of since we abandoned our manufacturing capabilities since the nineteen seventies to now, we kinda like out, outsourced that to them. And they've they've built that up, and and they can they're able to logistically, like you're saying, they're able to to make things better than we are, you know, at this point in history. And then it's kind of that's been a, a very difficult thing to deal with.
0: Hey, brother, we got to break up. I, break. I, I think
5: that I think they're able to build quantity now. Whether or not it's quality, we don't know because really, their military is just not battle tested. Um, you, you know, there's all kinds of rumors of their. Uh, engines in their airplanes overheating and they can only stay in the air so long they have all kinds of electrical problems that don't even allow them to take off Uh, their navy uh, is a joke they steal everybody's technology and haven't figured out totally how to implement it and make it work so I I just don't know that we've got a track record on their military hardware to know if they are in fact that much of a threat
0: Mm -hmm. no I mean I agree with your point Hey, uh, man, I, I could sit here and talk about this all day. we got to take a break real quick. Brother, I appreciate you tuning in, and I appreciate your, your injection into this. Yes, sir. Thank you. Right, thank got you. Have me. a great weekend. Yes. That was a great topic there. It was. Yeah. Something I'm not very knowledgeable about, but I could talk about it all day. We'll be right back. you got Clay and Sean filling in for Jameson Haygood here on The Good Fight. Welcome back in to... The Good Fight with Jameson hey good. You got Clay Edwards and Sean Yurkron filling in for Jameson. Today we've got about fifteen more minutes to go. One long segment, one really short one. And uh we're gonna do a little free ride to freedom ourselves tonight. Enjoy the weekend. Uh maybe go out and eat somewhere tonight. I don't know what we're gonna do. But uh we're going Sean will be doing his thing, I'll be doing mine. Sean, you got any plans for the weekend? No, I'm gonna go to Martin's. <laughs> that gonna be
1: my plan. That'll be my plan on Saturday. I yeah. think that's all I got planned for this. Actually, now I've got a um you know, I moved in that new office so I'm re I'm now now I'm gotten to the point where I'm hanging stuff up, which is the part I hate. Yeah. You know, it's like when you move everything and everything's set up they're like, all right now I to actually like putting stuff up. I hate that. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do that tomorrow.
0: I'm gonna give Sean a free plug here on my own. Uh you know, Sean is getting back into into practicing law. If you need a uh, if you need a defense attorney. Is that, yep. is that what you're focusing in? Probably remember? criminal
1: defense, yeah, some personal injury. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you kill somebody, give me a call. No, yeah. kidding. <laughs> I mean, not kidding, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't kill go, anybody.
0: Don't go do it just because you want to experience a good attorney. <laughs> yeah, don't do it, right. <laughs> uh, look, keep Sean in mind uh, if you need his contact information. He's easy to find. Holler at me if you don't already know how to get in touch with him. All right. Uh, I mean, I like that China conversation, and I like your point, too. And I didn't plan on talking about China today. It's definitely not my wheelhouse, per se, but it, it should be. He makes the point about them being a very obviously a lot of quantity, mm-hmm. but he also makes an argument for is the is the quality that good? Do we we don't know if we're just going to base it on their ability to to steal technology and half-ass reverse engineer it like they do with their cars and phones and just all the technology out of the out of the rest of the world that goes there and gets stolen, are they reverse engineering it properly. Right, you know, and, and we don't know about their technology because we haven't been in any battles with them. For let's just say, for example, for a plane to crash, and us to Since reverse the Korean it. War, really, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, well, we, I mean, modern era, yeah,
1: modern era, right? I mean, that's the last one I could think of. You know, and,
0: and you make a good point. It's like, look, they need us to be strong. Well, oh, yeah. not, no, let me rephrase it. They need us to be neutered, but not at war with them. Right? Like, they want to weaken us, I, and and they actually, you know, I said I brought up the art of war in the last in the last segment and as during the break I mentioned it to you and just kind of thinking about it actually they are executing the art of war right now they're weakening our society by with apps like TikTok and uh, promoting the LGBTQ agenda to us when it's not allowed on their version of TikTok over there but it's allowed it, it, it is promoted Heavily on ours. Now, look, full disclosure, I use TikTok, and I have a big audience there. And uh, I'm glad I do because based on the other crap that's going on over there, they need to hear some of what I got to say. So I'm I'm glad to be on the literal front lines of the culture war. But uh, it, it is an interesting concept. that they need us to buy stuff. We are their economic engine.
1: Yeah, they, exactly. I mean, they want us to stay fat and happy and buy more iPhones, you yeah. know, that they manufacture. Well, they, I mean,
0: but they want us to be a bunch of neutered punks at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just want us to be, sit around, you know, watch reality television and and buy the TV set we they made. and Put on buy, makeup,
0: yeah. watch makeup tutorials. Whatever.
1: They just, yeah, they they right. They just want us to be a consumer. That they, they need us for that. And like I was telling you that during 2008, the financial crisis, you know, Russia had approached them to throw the U.S. bonds back on the market. And try to crush the U.S. economy, and the Chinese were like, "No, we're not going to do that." I mean, those, those are those are those are our lazy Americans that buy this stuff, like they. Uh, and you know, that's Clay. I've always said this. This is kind of our fault. We we outsourced our manufacturing to China starting back in probably the seventies, and we. That's why we. You know, there's a whole thing like, why don't we make things in America anymore? Well, it was just cheaper to make it over there, and the result of that is the current world that we live in right now where they make everything. And you saw that even during the pandemic when we couldn't – there were so many things we just couldn't make because we didn't have the manufacturing capability that we once had to do that, which I think is a, really a national security risk. Yeah, we outsource all of China. Even China our medicine. Our, our medicine, yep. The, I mean all this stuff that is really a gigantic national security risk in my mind that we've done that. And I get it, yes, we get a cheaper – we get a cheap iPad, and iPhone, but at what cost – in the long run, I you know, I don't know. I think
0: that's not I don't know if it's worth it. If you brought all those jobs back here. Yeah. It, I mean, the government's made it they've subsidized all these electric cars. C- can you not subsidize iPads? Or I mean you create a you create a stronger
1: blue collar middle class yeah. that's making more money that can like, afford it. That can afford stuff like yeah. that we don't have anymore that people complain about we don't have all these jobs. I mean the um like the auto worker strike we just saw. Well, those guys have good-paying, blue-collar jobs. UPS. UPS. We don't have enough of that. Right. We don't, and that's because we don't have any manufacturing anymore here. Because we decided it was going to be cheaper to do there, and we don't want to do it. And now, 40, 50 years later, you know, here we
0: go. The, the pedophile-in-chief, Bill Clinton, sent it all overseas. Well,
1: I mean, that that was – it already started, but that – in your 1990s, yes, NAFTA – then we started going, you know, to Mexico. Here, I experienced in my own family's company where, you know, that uh, Howard Industries went to um, Mexico, and I mean, did which killed my uh, my dad and my uncle's business. So, the, um, but that's yeah. We decided that that's what we want to do. We we're going to go where labor was cheap, and we were going to crush the American middle class, which we did. Uh, and and here's here we stand.
0: Ty just texted on the Gunslinger text line and says, "Y'all called thirteen hundred dollars for an iPhone cheap." <laughs> That's cheaper than what it would be if we made it here. He's like, I remember when it was four hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> well, t- yeah. T- t- to shame my friend. Um, bouncing around on the guns of gear tax line here because I want to make sure I get to people's stuff. Uh, somebody said, "Hey, uh, in reference to Dean Scott, uh, wasn't he part of the Goon Squad?" And the answer to that is no, he was. His name did get drug up in that last, those that last investigation or last document dump, but there were several names of other people in there mm-hmm. who were involved in cases. Yeah, and this is the way it was explained to me uh, that there's gonna you're gonna see some names that were not in fact uh, involved in the goon squad activities. They could have been somebody that uh, that was part of a call and showed up and then left, or worked a perimeter or anything, and uh. The, all of, my understanding is is Dean is no, I don't know if he's been cleared by, by the civil rights folks at the FBI, but uh, the, the the Dean's bosses don't seem to have any concern. Yeah, about, my
1: understanding was that you know yeah, his name was in the New York Times article, but yeah. that it wasn't that he wasn't involved directly with the goon squad. Yeah, which so,
0: is, same, same with Paul
1: Hawley. Paul Hawley, same thing, and, and, and heard,
0: some yeah. other names as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that's unfortunate. It's kind of like the Epstein list, right? Yeah. There's people on, there. There's people who literally just went to go party in an island that had no idea what was going on,
1: or had business dealings with a guy and yeah. didn't, you know, just just a super rich guy. And yeah, okay. I don't know. I wasn't, you know. Now, I mean, now now that's not everybody, but yeah, there's some people that were probably were not probably not sleeping with kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, like look, man, I'm just saying, he's a guy that owned nightclubs, did a lot of partying in his lifetime, and partied with some rich people and all kind of wild stuff. Uh, you can end up around people and have a heck of a party and be and have no clue who they were or what they do. Now, it's bad. is it bad decision-making and bad judgment to put yourself in those situations? Absolutely. But it can happen, and you not be uh, even aware of what's going on in an upstairs bedroom. Yeah, I mean, I was telling you a story when we were off for an hour
1: about, I'm not. I'm going to say working on someone's political campaign. I won't name who, but they had me working with some guy that was a, like, a, you know, like just got off a murder charge. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that the guy was. I'm like, oh, great. And later, like, yeah, that guy, you know. Like, just walked on a murder case. I'm like,
0: ooh, okay. That's, I'm glad he was riding on my car. <laughs> All right, we are out of time in this segment. We're going to come back and land the plane for the week. This is The Good Fight with Jameson Haygood. You got Edwards. you got Sean Yorkron. We'll be right back on WYAB. This ain't our first rodeo. You got Jamison Haygood's show. You got Clay which You got Sean Yerkron filling in for Jamison here on a Friday. Man, I tell you, one day we're going to do an uncensored show, and we're going to take these off-air conversations to the air. <laughs> Not that last one. Not that last one. But, man, good times. I I, I tell you, as much as I love radio and the audience, that radio allows you to touch, mm-hmm. you know, the size audience – Um. The the one thing I don't like about the commercial breaks, but I'm a, I'm a fan of commercials. I'm a fan of advertising. And it keeps this train rolling down the tracks. The one thing it does do is it is it interrupts long-form conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm not good enough at picking back up where I left off to, to be an expert at it. So that's why we jump around a lot here. But yeah. um, I, I have really enjoyed doing this. I've enjoyed doing four hours of radio. Mm-hmm today and it's kind of funny of course there's probably somebody out there listening that's gonna say yeah i can tell when i say this i didn't do a whole lot of show prep today i just said man i got sean in here we got a couple hot topics if we can't talk for four hours we just need to quit we even get to epstein except for that one reference about the yeah that's it yeah i I mean i'll just be honest until i've had time to really pull it all back and i I just had not had time i mean i'm trying to keep up with the things i keep up with and i understand there's some very famous people on this list other than the hold on there is one we got to hit we got a minute mm. stephen hawkins allegedly that i saw allegedly likes watching uh young girls have orgies
1: yeah is that is that fake or is that real that was real stephen hawking or like a midget or something doing yeah, something
0: it was something really really strange involved in stephen hawking's and i'm just i don't I, I, unfortunately I, i'm visioning it but i don't want to no i didn't even know can he was he able to use his hands or? i don't know well apparently he just like to watch he just like to i guess if you just he just like, talks into the air thing yeah like, he just watches we gotta go we'll see y'all monday Kim wade six. peace